If you enter my mind for any reason, I will twist your head off and use it for a chamber pot. Are you going to arrest me, Garibaldi? No way. I want to live to see the future. Mr. Bonova, trust yourself. Anybody else? Shoot him. We are star stuff. We are the universe made manifest, trying to figure itself out. All of us was for nothing. Unless we go to the stars. Boom! Sooner or later. Boom! Hello, and welcome to the Epsilon 3, a Babylon 5 rewatch podcast. Each week, we review an episode of the 1990s sci fi TV classic Babylon 5. This week, Season 1, Episode 7 The War Prayer. I'm Paul. I'm Dan. I'm Sean. And, and we, we are, are the, the Epsilon, Epsilon 3. And here is the synopsis for The War Prayer. A racist group is terrorizing aliens on Babylon 5, stabbing and branding them. Meanwhile, Londo has trouble with two young Centauri who want to break tradition by ignoring their arranged marriages and instead marrying for love. This episode was written by JMS and DC Fontana. So it's uh, promising to be a good one already. Directed by Richard Compton. Guest stars, we have Tristan Rogers as Malcolm Briggs. I beg your pardon, Malcolm Biggs. Uh, Michael Paul Chan as Roberts. Nancy Lee Gran as Charles Mayen. Rodney Eastman as Kieran Murray. Danica McKellar as Aria Tensus. That got a bit of a reaction from the guys over there. Oh, well, we'll come back to that in a minute. <laughs> Uh, Diane Adair as Mila Shah, uh, Richard Chavez as Alvarez. Uh, it's a big cast this week. There's a lot mm. of guest stars. Now, the reason I've read most of the names out is because they all seem to have some significant part in the show. They're not just, you know, fillers or little Probably. pieces in the background. Yeah, they're all, all good. So, and I think this episode, as we go through it, we'll find that Londo Malari has some of the best lines all the way through this uh, this episode. Yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, I yeah. wrote some down. Excellent. So, guys, what did we think about this episode, then? I think it was a lot of fun. Dan? Yeah. Um, I actually sort of nicknamed this the first payoff. It felt like watching this episode is like, oh, yeah, I remember that little nugget from the last episode on. Oh, yeah, I remember that little thread that they were picking up as well. Like All those little nuggets they've been tracing so far. This is the first time we can finally see why telling an arc is actually working for this show it's like it hit its stride finally exactly yeah i mean this it's good it's good i, I do like it yeah. and I, I, this will probably be reflected in our scores at the end of the show um but we see like i think there's only two plots in this uh, if uh, if i'm wrong then let me know there's the plot that susan bumps into malcolm a mysterious person from her distant past eight years ago that's distant uh, showing the fight against racism, racism in the '90s. This sort of whole plot really is 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 around that. You know, it's, it's aliens uh, and you know, Earth people not liking aliens, etc. Which is basically just uh, racism that was around at the time, being shown in the science fiction genre. And then we have the B plot with the detainees, these two young uh, in love Centauri, um, which I think uh, is good when Ivanova wants Garibaldi to get the detainees and provokes Garibaldi uh, to 
which provokes Garibaldi to threaten to remove an illegal coffee plant that makes Ivanova reconsider her uh, position and calls him a dangerous man. <laughs> <laughs> w- which of these two plots do you think is the A plot and the B plot, even though I said that there's an A plot, B plot? Well, it, they, they kind of intertwine yeah. in a bit of a way. I think they're equal. They're both A plots or they're both B plots, but it's it's one major overarching plot, if if that's a possible way to describe it. Yeah, I struggled th- as well. I'd like I had sort of five separate storylines. Mm. If we sort of put them all different, like you had um, the the Earth um, Ivanova Sinclair that all sort of boiled into one, and so that was all about hate and you know xenophobia. Then you got Malari, which is all about love. Then you got Jakar, which is all about fear and provoking you know the, the riots and rebellions. You've got Delenn, which was kind of like hope but also anger and there was a sort of flip between the two and then you had kosh who was obviously using his subscription to stockimages.com uh to learn about the human race so that's (laughs) quite uh so knowledge i guess you could call that Uh yeah that's very good very good i thought the uh, maybe the the a plot about the sort of you know the earth or earth men earth women hating aliens uh, that comes a bit more in, yeah. It comes a bit more later on as well. So it's it's sort of like a foreshadowing of of or you know, a, a plot um, mechanism, if you like. Uh, this is the start of a story that will go on for a while that is in the background and surfaces now and again. Um, so I suppose that's a bit more of the important A plot. And then there's this nice little. Uh, world-building B-plot that we have. And we find out a lot more about the Centauri and we know already that they have multiple wives, um, but arranged marriages, this, you know, this is a new thing. So, uh, uh, and, and this is why I like uh, uh, Londo's, uh, his quotes. Um, he says, you know, what, when he gets the uh, the two, uh, hears about the two uh, runaways and he says, what? Love. Ah! Overrated, <laughs> which is a good That's one line. of the lines I wrote down. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and it says arranged marriages have happened over the last thousand years between the great houses. Sometimes these marriages call for sacrifice, great sacrifice. Yeah, that's that's really good. I like I like that. I mean, you can see he's a you know, maybe a bit like myself. He's been married for quite a while now, and uh, you know, it's you know, you get this a bit sort of weary. I don't let my wife hear this, by the Anyway, here, look. These are my three wives: pestilence, famine, and death. Do you think I married them for their personalities? Their personalities could shatter entire planets. Arrange marriages, everyone. But they worked out. They inspired me. Knowing that they were waiting at home for me is what keeps me here, 75 light years away. <laughs> it's great. Great lines. Uh, the guy's hassled by... Th- I mean, three wives. We said this last time. Three wives, for goodness sake. Three mother-in-laws. It's just not good. <laughs> but then in the, in the other plot, we have um, this, this mysterious uh, Malcolm, uh, Malcolm uh, Biggs, Obviously, uh, an old flame of Ivanova's, and uh, you know, he, he, he looks uh, too old for her. Yes, yes, definitely. Mm. Yeah, and she was too young for him if it was eight years ago. But anyway, um, that's it's an interesting uh, media to meet up. And I thought, oh, here we go again. We've already seen this with um, uh, Christine Sakai. Mm. Um, it's a bit strange to be doing it again so so soon after that. You know, the old flame coming back again. 
but anyway, he does. And he, we don't know what he's there for, really, until a little bit sort of halfway into the show, really, uh, where it turns out that he's um, he's not a nice man. He, he no, doesn't. And you could you could kind of tell because did you see that ugly sweater he was wearing? That was horrendous. <laughs> what, what kind of self-respecting man would wear something like that? Twenty first century fashion. Yeah, 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 not good. Not that good. was an offense in itself, though. <laughs> yes. So yeah, but and then it, it comes to light. They sort of trap him into uh, into revealing what he's all about and what he wants, and and uh, it uh, turns out that he's got a plot to kill all of the ambassadors on Babylon Five, um, which will obviously then you know show what they what they really uh, they, you know that they're a strong group and they can you know get rid of these people and get rid of all of these aliens of Babylon 5, get them, kick them off the earth and all this type of thing. Yeah, which is basically your, your usual sort of rate. It says rate. Um, every, everywhere I read this, it says racist and it's not, it's speciesist, but never mind. It, it is, but racist is easier to say. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's what they really mean. That's exactly. exactly. And uh, when, when Sinclair is talking about the, the attacks, did you notice the mistake in the dialogue? where he said, all of these attacks on these non-humanoids, they're not non-humanoids, mm. they are they humanoids. Are humanoids. Mm. A bug would be a non-humanoid, but all the main cast, except for uh, Kosh, are humanoids. Yeah, I was genuinely confused. Like, what was he trying to get at there? Was he trying to, like, change it or spread misinformation? I actually thought there was, like, a, a reason he was saying something inaccurate, but... I think that was just a, like a mistake in, in what he said yeah. instead of non-human. Well, either JMS or maybe uh, DC. Well, I don't know about that. I was thinking more of the, the actor himself. Oh, yeah. He might have just said non-humanoids instead of non-humans. Hmm. Who knows? You never know. It wasn't picked up. It maybe wasn't picked up in the editing. Yeah. When we get yeah. JMS on a future episode, we'll have to ask him. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, when we predict all of the casting choices he's going to make from Cosmic Pizza, the then he'll realise that we're doing this show, and then it sort of, sort of snowballs from there. Really, That's... I did like how the uh, the pro Earth movement is called the Home Guard. Um, it just it, it made me think of uh, Dad's Army uh, over here in the UK, um, which I think has had a movie. So I don't know if international audiences would know it, but over here it's a it's a UK sitcom that uh, was all about the Home Guard, uh, the uh, the older soldiers who were still at home who had seen the Great War and were protecting Britain during World War Two, and the hilarity that ensued, of course, uh, meant that they they brought a sitcom from that. Uh, which I think lasted longer than World War II itself, if I remember right. I think it did, actually, yes. Yeah. Uh, but, and I think they did get an American version over there, didn't they? Because th there is some of the lines over there that I, I can still remember. I've seen, I've seen excerpt, excerpts from it. Mm. Um, and it, it. I don't know whether it translated just as well, but uh, but anyway, yes. Yeah. But just the idea of Captain Marrowing uh, be, being a speciesist against all these uh, aliens, <laughs> I just wanted to see that. Right, yes. Yes. And speaking of Sinclair, did you notice that he basically gave a rundown of what happened to the cast of The Gathering? Mm. Yes. Yes, I did. That was really, really good. It was. It was clever. And it was a case of real life writing the, the plot because the reference to Lisa Alexander and Benjamin Kyle being re reassigned to Earth is actually because the actors from the pilot were not available for the regular series. 
Lita Alexander returned later in the series to resume her place in the story arc when Patricia Talman became available and Andrea Thompson wished to depart the series due to her deterioration of her marriage to Jerry Doyle, Garibaldi. Well, that worked out pretty well for uh, Patricia, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Certainly did. And it means that she might even get her, um, another part in, in, a, in a reboot, maybe. Mm-hmm. That would be good. Mm-hmm. Speculation for another day. Mm-hmm. Maybe for next week. <laughs> In some sort of special episode, maybe. Possibly. Mm, maybe. So uh, I, I'd like the, um, right at the end with Malari, when he's talking to uh, Via about um, you know, whether they should allow this, uh, this young couple to get married or not. And he says, uh, something my father said. He was old, very old at the time. I went into his room and he was sitting alone in the dark, crying. So I asked him, what is wrong? And he said, my shoes are too tight. But it does not matter because I have forgotten, because I have how, forgotten to dance. how to dance. Yeah. Dan, you should have jumped, chimed in with us. <laughs> it does not matter. I have forgotten how to dance. <laughs> yes. Love that line. I want to use it every day. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I loved it when they, when they then obviously meet up with this young couple and they say, yes, off you go. You can do it. And you said, you know, you should, you know, you should go and dance. And it's you know just a nice little way of saying, go and have sex, the pair of you, for goodness sake. You know you want to. <laughs> so, yeah, so the, it, it's good to see that he, and I think it was, um, uh, oh, it was one, I can't remember who it was now, one of the other characters who said something about um, Malari, you know, not you know, forgetting how to love or whatever. Or you know, doing you know, you don't know how to love and all that. And I think that sort of you can see that expression on his face. It looks like he's been slapped in the face, and he realizes that maybe things should change, and maybe because he didn't get a chance to marry who he wanted to, you know, that he had to have mm-hmm. arranged marriages. Uh, maybe you know, these, this young couple could get away with it and and uh, do it in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, the, he said earlier on that arranged marriages were um, brought about between the uh, big families. How many big families can there be? Normally, big families rule things, don't they? So they, uh, yeah, there might only be a few big families, but there's the rest of the population as well. Surely, the whole population can't have arranged marriages. I know in likes of, you know, likes of India, they have some mm. uh, Asian countries they have arranged marriages, but not all of them, obviously. But uh, so there is there is that um, similarity, I suppose. I suppose the, it, the Centauri is a republic, and I suppose if it's a planetary republic, and they've got maybe as many countries as, say, Earth does, and every single one has a royal family at some point or a royal line, that's that's a lot of families, maybe. Mm, true. The only thing I sort of found disappointing uh, was that uh, uh, Malcolm wasn't introduced a little bit earlier, so that we could kind of see that there had been this relationship and it was a bigger twist that he was actually in charge of the like home in guard. previous episode. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, everything else, like with Malari's story, we've seen him have episodes that kind of show this kind of you know, backstabbing nature of the, the Centauri culture. So we'd had that and Jakar he's underhanded. So he, of course he's leading a little rebellion and Kosh is just being weird because he's Kosh and Delenn is being Delenn. And yet it was just that little bit, the Ivanova storyline, it just felt like it should have happened a few more episodes ago to right. make him a new character. Maybe during Soul Hunter, that episode that was desperately in need of a B story, oh, they could have had him point. bring, 
And when he could have seen, well, you know, what about those eternal soul hunters? They, they're out to kill all the aliens. Aliens are always out to kill everybody. We shouldn't trust them. And that's the start of this big arc of, you know, the home guard and pro-Earth and all this right. sort of thing. Because, yeah, he could have been hanging around for a few random episodes. The relationship could have been getting deeper and deeper. And he seemed like a super nice, innocent guy. And then in mm. this episode, he, he lets his true color show. And Ivanova is even more heartbroken. Mm. Mm-hmm. have a little have a little scene where garibaldi's like i never trusted him and that's why they've got the recording because they place the recording on the body and that's when they find out that malcolm is the one who's been running things all along it just i think it would have just added that little bit of like oh it was him all along kind of storyline and i think if jms uh, was going to do a new series with hmm. 30 years of hindsight and more skills <laughs> as a writer and a showrunner he might have done something like that so sean did we have any uh, star trek connections in this episode just one that I could find. Uh, Richard Chavez, who played Alvarez, uh, was in Star Trek Voyager, and he played the chief in the episode Tattoo. Oh, right. Now, I didn't find that. Oh, so well done. You, you, uh, you mm. did better than I did. Oh, I only... scoured IMDb quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. uh, the best that I could do was that uh, Michael Paul Chan, who plays Roberts, was in TJ Hooker with William Shatner. I did see that, and that's, that's kind it. of a Star Trek connection, but I didn't write that. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> very, yeah, it's very um, a play on nerds link, I think, for that one. Yes, yes, quite. <laughs> and I, I was so distracted by my first uh, and best childhood crush, Winnie Cooper from The Wonder Years, Dana McC- Danica McKellar herself, whatever she played in this episode. I can't remember her name already, but uh, yeah, I was like, oh, it's always good to see her. Does she count as a Star Trek connection because of the weird episode in Wonder Years where she was the Spock's brain ladies with the little bracelets in his dream? Do you remember I'll the episode? It. Yeah. No, yeah, that, no that's but a Star I'll allow Trek. it. She was in a Star Trek costume, so maybe it works, you know. Works for me. Yeah. I might go track down that episode right now. Sorry, guys. I, uh, I love <laughs> I love that episode where he's like, um, it, he's pretending to be Kirk in his dream and all the women are like confusing to him because he's a teenage boy and don't make any sense. And then all the women turn up and they've got the bracelets where they go and all the men go and they're all like dying in the background. It's, fun. it's a fantastic scene. It counts. Well, we're men. <laughs> One thing I did like about this uh, episode is the, um, the, the black light camouflage that the uh, these oh, yes. terrorists have they just suddenly appear from nowhere oh my goodness they're good mm. oh yeah and i don't think that, we ever see them again i don't think i've seen an effect like that since i think it was yeah. it was an amazing was... effect they just appeared suddenly they, there was nothing there they shimmered into an outline and then appeared kind of like I mean, a predator uh, probably yeah mm. oh you, you might have not seen that eh? i've seen it i'm um, just not for many years um yeah yeah okay but yeah but but that's a film isn't it i mean we're talking about tv series here so yeah and with with commodore amigas as um you know uh, special effects computers so yeah they were the scariest looking beekeepers i've ever seen (laughs) yes okay so uh ratings what do we uh, what do we think of this episode then Uh, imdb um actually had it as um a 6.8 which I thought was a little low. That's that very is, low. That is very low. So 6.8 works out as 3.8 jump gates, because we work in jump gates here, which is uh, out of five because of Babylon 5. What do we reckon to this uh, to this episode then? I'll give it I'll give it four out of five jump gates. Uh, it's, it's, it's really good. It's got my favorite childhood actress in it. Uh, it, uh, it. It doesn't feel 
like we're in the dark so much. The, the, the characters feel like they're a little bit more lived in. They're, they're finally embracing their roles. Uh, we know a little bit about the history of the, the universe and everything that's going on. So it's, it's a lot of fun and uh, we learn a little bit. It's not too, too much, but uh, we, we get the, the, all the different races and we get the home guard and uh, all the different feelings of all the different people and how they feel about each other. And uh, like Dan said, Kosh is being weird. So uh, what's not to love? <laughs> so Sean, that is actually your highest rating so far. I thought it might be. Yeah, by a long way. Three and a half was your previous uh, highest. So that's, uh, that's quite a, an indictment for the, of this show. It's... Uh, of this episode Dan what did you what did you make of it um again it was just that little niggle where I wish we'd had more with Malcolm to make it a bigger twist and a bigger you know uh, a point of uh, contention between Ivanova and Malcolm and uh, and perhaps they could have laid seeds of Sinclair having this anti-alien sentiment uh, which seemed a bit weird that you know the, the, the head of the station is secretly this huge species hating uh, fearmonger uh, that he was trying to pretend to be uh, they could have had like other things where he was you know putting feelers out and they were doing this sort of counter information campaign it would have been interesting doing that but other than those little niggles oh and the fact that uh, Delenn a couple of episodes had never heard of what a poem was and yet her best friend is a poet very strange um <laughs> is but, that true? Uh, yeah well remember when she didn't know what a poem was and then uh, oh, she yeah, recited yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was a man from Kentucky. That's, and, that's right. That's right. And now her best friend turns up and yeah, oh, poems are the most wonderful things. Like, you've, <laughs> did you literally invent this two minutes ago and this now part of your culture? I don't know. Uh, but other than things like that, and other than the fact that, you know, Kosh is looking at Encanto 64 uh, <laughs> images, um, just, just trying to go through, like, I'm learning everything about history by looking at a picture. Uh, mm-hmm. you know there are little tiny digs but other than that it's a great episode it's one that you would go back to I still don't want to go up to five because I know that pre, you know seasons to come are going to be really good um, so I'm going to go four out of five because again I'm still sticking away from the points and things like that wow um, I say wow because you two have given it four and I'm going to give it a four as well so nice. that's four across the board I love the um, the Centauri uh, backstory that we get here. I love the mm-hmm. uh, the one-liners that Malari gets. It does resonate with me because I do like taking the Mickey out of being married for a long time. And you know, even though I say you know slightly naughty things, it, it's you know it's great to have been married to the same person for so many years. Um, just the one, not three. I don't want three. Mm-hmm. So it's I, I like that. And I and this um, uh, you know, the B plot, if you like, is a nice little forerunning and foreshowing of of what's going to happen. In the future, so it's it's a really good um, episode. It's it, it's looking back at the history and it's looking forward to what's going to uh, come later on. So, yeah, um, and and the fish lady makeup was spectacular. Mm. Yeah, the fin the fin head lady. Oh, the fin, the oh, one the fin, yes, the the yeah. Mohican uh, lady. She was she was a fish of some kind, I think. Yes, that's right. <laughs> a good episode. Very good episode. Very good. Let's not forget that uh, we have a sister podcast called the Cosmic Pizza Podcast, uh, in which we talk about anything and everything. When when you say, uh, don't forget, we also have a sister podcast, you should also say, and Dan hosts the Temporal Trek podcast, and Sean hosts the Soul Forge podcast, because every little bit of publicity helps. And you've just said it. Thank you. My shoes are too tight. Excuse me? Something my father said. He was 
old. Very old at the time. So, if you have any thoughts on this episode of Babylon 5, why not send us some feedback at the epsilon3 at gmail.com. That's three spelled T-H-R-E-E, not the number. Or you can find us on our Facebook page. Just search Facebook for the Epsilon 3. So that is the end of this episode. Next week, we will be discussing Season 1, Episode 8, and the sky full of stars. I went into his room, and he was sitting alone in the dark, crying. So I asked him what was wrong. And he said, my shoes are too tight, but it doesn't matter because I have forgotten how to dance. I never understood what that meant until now. And lights and good night. My shoes are too tight. And I have forgotten how to dance. I don't understand. Nor should you.